Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. The rand is trading at 13 rand 37 to the US dollar, 16 rand 71 to the pound sterling and 14 rand 21 to the euro. The euro is at $1.06. The dollar is trading at 113.91 Japanese yen. The Chinese yuan is at 1 rand 94 and in India, one rand is worth 4 rupees 99. In Nigeria, one US dollar is trading at 304 naira. In Kenya, a dollar costs 103 shillings 55 and in Botswana, a dollar is changing hands at 10 pula 49. On the stock markets, the JSE closed Friday's trading session mainly higher. The Alger index rose by 1.5% to 52,687. Financials gained 1.6% and the Industrials 25 index was 1.3% firmer. Top 10 resources increased by 1.8% but the Platinum Mining Index declined by 1% whilst the Gold Mining Index was 2% lower. On the capital market, the yield on the R186 government bond closed at 8.76%. European markets ended firmer. Britain's FTSE 100 0.4% up. The CAC 40 in France ended flat, and in Germany, the DAX added 0.2%. Marks in the United States also closed higher, the Dow Jones gaining 0.5%. And looking at Asian stock markets, they're trading higher at this hour. Japan's Nikkei has gained 0.4%. This after Japanese economy grew by 0.2% in the fourth quarter of last year, compared with economic growth of 0.3% in the third quarter. Now, fourth quarter growth was boosted by exports and government spending although private consumption remained flat. Uh, Hong Kong's Hang Seng, 0.5% firmer. Mainland China Shanghai Composite Index has added 0.6%. Australia's ASX or Ordinary Share Index is 0.7% higher. And the Sensex on India's Bombay Stock Exchange, 0.2% up. And looking at commodities, gold is trading at $1,229. Platinum's at $1,005 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil, $56.63 a barrel. And we join now by Mohammed uh, Nala, Head of Strategic Research at Nedbank CIB. Good morning, uh, morning Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. So, U.S. markets continue to uh, further on that road of record highs as Trump's administration mentions corporate tax cuts. Yes, I mean, it, it, it's quite remarkable, but I mean, given the, the track record we've seen thus far, it's now going to be week four of the new Trump administration. Uh, and so far, President Trump seems to be delivering on everything that that candidate Trump promised that he would deliver on, whether that's good or bad. Uh, as a result, you know, late last week, we actually had the administration hinting towards corporate tax cuts. Uh, this is something that I guess has already been behind a lot of the optimism that's been priced into markets, uh, but certainly serving as, as a rocket fuel to propel the S&P even higher, uh, this, despite the fact that if you have a look at earnings, I mean, it hasn't been a particularly spectacular earning season. It's actually been uh, a, a fairly mixed bag. Uh, on that basis, however, you know, we certainly are seeing that positivity filter through into uh, into Asia this morning as well. Uh, I'm quite frankly a little surprised. I would have expected some of those geopolitical risks that have actually uh, arisen over the weekend, specifically with the North Korean missile test, to weigh on sentiment. Uh, but that not seeming to come through uh, right now, still quite a strong showing from the Asian markets, hot on the heels of that U.S. performance. And then all eyes on OPEC as well, the official production numbers out today, Mohammed. So OPEC, uh, we've had EIA numbers and IEA numbers out in the latter part of last week, uh, and those both indicating that OPEC and their partners, I call it OPEC Plus, simply because it has roped in the likes of Russia and so forth, uh, thus far indicating that they have actually stuck to their production cuts as indicated. Uh, This is quite interesting, but it should be corroborated by the official OPEC numbers that we should see out later on today. Uh, Remember, they've committed to 
cutting back uh, north of a million barrels per day in terms of, of production. That's quite sizable. It's keeping oil prices fairly elevated. Uh, why is this important to us, Sakina? I mean, I, I always uh, say that South Africa as a large energy importer uh, will be quite hard hit if oil prices remain elevated for an extended period of time. For now, that mid-50s, if you want to call it that, seeming to be the level. But if the, uh, the OPEC production numbers are seen to be delivery uh, of their production cut and as well as being sustained as we go through the next couple of months, that might just be enough to keep energy prices slightly more elevated than the levels they've been trading at over the last month. And uh, some key data out uh, locally later this week, uh, Mohammed CPI and unemployment amongst those? Yes, so let's firstly touch on unemployment. I mean, we know unemployment in South Africa does remain structurally quite high, so no big surprises will come through in, in that space, uh, if you ask me. Uh, CPI, a big focal point, and the reason why it's important is that uh, you will recall Stack SA uh, rebasing or reweighting that basket uh, in the latter part of last year. So this will be the first print that actually comes out under the new weightings. Uh, just to recap for our listeners, what, was, what were the actual changes to that weighting? Food prices now a lot more important, a lot more material to the CPI basket. Uh, energy prices or transport slightly lower uh, and so potentially, you know, we could still see that that, that peak come off. Remember, the December number was surprisingly high. That is assessed to have been the peak of the current cycle, but still well north of the upper end of, the, of that 3 to 6% band. It's expected to come through north of 6.5% uh, and then gradually tail off as we go through uh, into the rest of this year. This will certainly keep the Saab on a fairly cautious stance until there is enough evidence to suggest that, that CPI, that inflation as a whole, is actually pulling back within the target range. So that will certainly be one of the key focus points for for the month of this week.